Balagis, Ila Bando Crotos, Kite Practice, Iluca Anta Aragos, Bracte, Elegretis, Dilegeson to Cobosha, Eracos, Bractis, Barusa, Catalagaba, Sanda Balagabaye, Esite Cretis, Ilegeson to Cobaragasita, Calabashata, Mantulaca, Racata, Racata, Licabaye, Secretis, Erise, Ketulo Bondo Suta, Racupa Cashanta. Casacata, Librandu la gratisca ira sute, irregasecatele brando gos, Rocco shakata, Manta la gaba sacata la gradus, ile brandu le gratis, Ereco cotoco baracasacata, Racabae, Ishele gradis, Ilegeson to crotos, Burogobo shakata, Malusa cata la gae, Shele gratis, Intule gratis, Atula gabo shakata, Manta la gabae. Segetele brandulo grotos, irregeson to crotos, borusacata, ricabaya, jala crusacata la bandule gretis, ilegesecetele brondolo grotos, urocobo shakata, manuca, racata, racata, licabaye, esecretis paruso cotolo gobondo sutekeva shata, manusacata libranus, ilegretis, ilegesecetele banto cos bacasita, Rakaba shanta balusakata lipaka sutekretis il grondo kosi kelisaka e ekile pakasakata rakata 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 libantu lava shakata manusakata lava shakata manusakata lava shakata manusakata lava shakata manusakata lava Rabba, 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 Rabba,
Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are still praying. I'm just going to quickly read the scripture to us. Uh, our focus, I exhort therefore that first of all, prayers, all supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. First Timothy 2 from verse 1 to 4. Hallelujah. Rest right now we are praying. Praise God. We are praying about the, the the things that have been going on. First of all, the violence, the violence in the different countries, the violence in the different countries of the world. We're going to pray against it. It's being instigated by different mercenaries, being instigated by different, different quarters of people, using the youth, using the children, instigating them against their nations, setting them up as camps. Hallelujah. We're going to pray against them. We're going to pray also for the leaders who have been deceived to take negative decisions against their nations. We're going to be praying right now that that deception is gone we refuse for the devil to continue deceiving them in the name of jesus we're also going to pray for men of god I'm going to pray for ministers of the gospel who have taken stands seemingly against the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, that it will hold no more, that these ones will return to the faith in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go ahead. Can you unmute yourself right now and let us begin to pray? <laughs> Thank 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Likrusan de Kelemondo preke Jesus of Yelakranda Kabaya, Milakoshen in Mombedin de Kataton de Klekedin de Karadosa Kabalide, Mongrada Kabas Sotokobaya. We pray against every form of violence, Milakron Sotoko Brende Kikabarabuska, Libro Koton Vrikatan de Kaladeshta, every form of violence, every form of wickedness, Likrusa Kabaya, every form of insurgency, Likron Sotoko Bendi Klokrondo Frekedi Kabaya, Racist and Racism Act, Makorondo kidnapping surgency nikarakabaya lekoborogobosoto rape violence against women violence against children nikratatena monda kabaya rikabondo krodogobosete being cooked up by the antichrist movement lekretedi sakabaya we cut them down in the name of the lord jesus we come against every form of wickedness kitamando prakadia on every level against people maketon zakadabaya lekredekebon shotakabaya ligrusa 
against your human humanity that you have created, oh God. We cut down every form of wickedness, oh God. And we say right now, the spirit of salvation, comes over the nations of the world, over the people, angelic visitation, everywhere, every country, yes, angels are appearing in human form, bringing the gospel to every part of the world, oh God, to peoples in the different countries, especially the perpetrators of this act, who are being used, who are being deceived, in the name of the Lord Jesus, the deception we cut it off, the deception we cut it off, the scales are falling off of the eyes of the leaders, in the name of the Lord Jesus, and Lord we pray for ministers of the gospel and the flocks that you committed to their trust. No, the devil will not have an upper hand. We pray, oh God, by the power of the Holy Ghost, that this was, oh God, the deception, oh God, is gone from them. It's gone from them. Their eyes are open, oh God. They are retracing their steps in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We bless your holy name, O God, for you are God all by yourself. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on what part of the world you are being connected at this time. You are welcome to be inspired by the word global with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for leading the saints in prayers today. Hallelujah. And we continually pray. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be going over to the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Over to you, esteemed Amarak. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to us. Oh, oh. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to us. Oh, oh, oh. victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to us. Oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to us one more time. Oh, Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to us. Balakusaka balabashatabaya. Balikiba yirisutu kubaya. Earlier this morning, the Spirit of God woke me up to pray. And then while we started the devotion and also we, as we started praying, I saw that, I'll just describe exactly what I saw. I saw an order given and an infiltration of gunmen into the land. But I saw that scripture fulfilled where the spirit of God said that the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. 
And I saw that this standard that was raised was like a strong wind, a strong resisting wind that pushed them back, that resisted them from entering into the land, that resisted them from entering into the nations. The first 10 to 15 minutes that we spend in this place to pray, things are happening in the realm of the spirit. There is a fight in the realm of the spirit. It reminded me of when the sun and the moon stood still and fought on the side of Joshua. It reminded me when this, the, the galaxies of heaven fought for Deborah. There are many battles that are recorded in the scriptures where the heavens fought for the children of God. Angels have been dispersed. Heaven has involved in this battle. And there is a resisting, there is a strong resistance. As we are praying, heaven is saying, no, no, you cannot have your way into the land because victory belongs to Jesus and victory belongs to the church. Victory belongs to Jesus and victory belongs to us. In your personal times of prayer, pray more for the world. Pray more for the nations of the world than you pray for your personal needs. Because those personal things that we're praying for, if the plan of the evil one comes to pass, you shall not have them, you shall not enjoy them. If the plans of the evil one comes to pass, those things will be useless. The marriage you have so prayed for, that you are fasting for, you will not be able to hold it. The children that makes you cry, that you want to give birth to, that is the only thing that heaven now hears from you. You will not have the opportunity to raise them if the plans of the evil ones come to pass. Die to selfish desires. In this season, let intercession be a way of life. Let intercession be a way of life. You want a world where your children can grow till we get out of this world. You want a place that is safe. You don't want to have to run and carry your children. Some have five kids. How are you gonna carry them all? Some of these kids are so young that all of them will require support. How are you going to run? We're either going to pray or we're going to flee. We must not allow the works of the devil, his plans for the nations come to pass. The devil is in a hurry. He's in a hurry to execute, but there is a restraining force because victory belongs to Jesus and victory belongs to us because he reigns in the earth through us. Thank you, Jesus. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to us. Oh, oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If you're looking at the screen, today is Tuesday, the 4th of May, and the title of today's devotional is The Fullness of Him. And had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, 
the fullness of him that filleth all in all, Ephesians 1, 22 to 23. Have you ever thought about the fact that the church is the fullness of Christ? We are the completion of Christ. He's the head and we are the body. We are the fullness of him that fills everything. Everything, everything. You, you, you see, <laughs> this last statement, if you understand it, you will not allow sickness in your body. He said, the fullness of him that fills all things. You know, when they say, I, I was praying for someone who um, um, had been diagnosed at some point to say that, oh, that she had a hole in her heart somewhere and i'm like no she's filled with the fullness of god there is no space that hole is filled there is no hole there cannot be a hole in her body there cannot be a hole in her heart because she's filled with the fullness of him that fills everything when you are filled with god there is no accommodation for sickness john 1 16 says as, and of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace. We received of his fullness. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you received all of him. Your humanity was supplanted by the life and nature of God. Today you are God's living tabernacle. You are immersed in him and he in you. Hallelujah. 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 I am the living headquarters of the living God. Oh, Salagabaye. You've received in all fullness everything that's of deity in Christ Jesus, all of his power, his glory, dominion, strength, and wisdom, everything he is, owns, and represents. You have received. I have received. Glory to God. He has said so that we may boldly say, I have received in all fullness everything that's of deity in Christ Jesus, all of his power, glory, dominion, strength and wisdom, everything he, he is, owns and represents, I have received. Imagine you've lived all your life with this consciousness. Remember the words of Jesus in John 10, 10, I came that they may have life and have it to the full. I have a life and life to the full. I have life and I have it to the full. You didn't need more life from God when you were born again. All that he's got you have received. You've received of his ability, his wisdom, his knowledge, his glory and dominion. No wonder John tells us in 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we in this world. If we had less life than he does, we wouldn't be described as the fullness of him in Ephesians 1 and verse 23. It one of us is filled with him, filled in him and with him. You are replete with God. This was God's plan from the foundation of the world for us to be and have his fullness. And he accomplished it in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus, and by sending the Holy Spirit to live in us. Praise the Lord. If you look at the last sentence of the second to the last paragraph, he said, you received of his ability, wisdom, knowledge, glory, and dominion. You know, so when we pray and we say, I have increased in knowledge, the knowledge is not coming from the outside. It comes from the inside. The Bible says God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. When Christ came to live inside of us by the person of the spirit of God, this is the spirit that made the whole world. This is the spirit that bethed Christ. This is the spirit that raised his body from the dead. And then he sent the spirit to live in us. When we pray, when we pray, the things don't come from heaven. They come from within us because the spirit of God dwells from within us. 
So every time that you require an ability, take it from within, call it forth from within. This is why the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. That means they are going to come out from inside. As you speak in tongues, as you prophesy, as you make faith proclamations, there is a drawing from that well because that well is full of living waters. It's full of abilities, of wisdom, of knowledge, of glory, of dominion. There is nothing that we require that is outside of us. Everything is inside. He said, you didn't need more life from God when you were born again. All that he's got, you have received. You have it already. The cars you're going to drive, they are in you. The aircrafts you want to, you want to fly and give, they are in you. Everything that you ever own and enjoy in this life, they are already in you. The Bible says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up, which is able to build you up and to deliver unto you your inheritance. Let me use an analogy that the spirit of God is bringing to my spirit. You see, um, there is an age a girl child is that she cannot carry a pregnancy. And there is also the age that when she carries a pregnancy, it is a risk for her to bring the baby to life. But when that girl has come to full maturity as a woman, she can carry a pregnancy and bring that child to the world without no complications. He said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. There is a place you must get to for you to be able to bet those things out of you. He said it will build you up and it will deliver unto you your inheritance. It's just like into how a woman delivers a child. So the, there's, a, there's a building that goes on on the inside of her. The child is built up, comes to full maturity and is delivered. He said the word is able to build you up and to deliver unto you your inheritance. It's all inside of you. The more you fellowship with the word, the more you are built up so that the things that are within can come out. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Thank you for the entrance of your word it brings light. It brings illumination. It brings direction. And yes, in this month, no darkness in our life. No darkness at all. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I hand over to Sister Joy for the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are connecting from. Praise the Lord. Um, thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Uh, we'll be reading from John 3, 34. For, him, for he whom God had sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. And Colossians 2, 9-10, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Right now we're going to be taking the confession together. It's on the screen. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. I am full of God. His glory is in me and expressed through me. I'm the reflection of the grace, wisdom, and righteousness of God. Have received of his fullness. Therefore, my life is a continuous manifestation of Christ and the supernatural. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I would like to hand over to Brother to take us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a glorious day ahead. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this amazing opportunity and platform. Uh, I'll be taking us through the New Testament Bible reading plan. I would like to say congratulations to everyone that has been consistent with the Bible reading plan and being inspired by the Word. Today, we're reading from the book of John, 
And we're reading the message translation. We're reading John chapter 1 from verse 19 to 51. The caption reads, in the thunder in the desert, verse 19. When Jesus from Jerusalem sent a group of priests and officials to ask John who he was, he was completely honest. He didn't evade the question. He told the plain truth. I am not the Messiah. They pressed him. Who then? Elijah? I am not. The prophets? No. Expirated, they said. Who then? We need an answer for those who sent us. Tell us something, anything about yourselves. I am thunder in the desert. Make the road straight for God. I am doing what the prophet Isaiah preached. Those sent to question him were from the Pharisee party. Now they had a question of their own. If you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophets, why do you baptize? John answered, I only baptize using water. A person you don't recognize has taken his stand in your midst. He comes after me, but he's not in second place to me. I'm not even worthy to hold his coat for him. These conversations took place in Bethany on the other side of the Jordan, while John was baptizing at the time. The caption, the God revealer. Verse 29, the very next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and yelled out, here he is, God's Passover lamb. He forgives the sins of the world. This is the man I've been talking about, the one who comes after me, but really, but is really ahead of me. I knew nothing about who he was, only this, that my tax has, given, has, been, has been to get Israel ready to recognize him as the God revealer. That is why I came here baptizing with water, giving you a good bath and scrubbing sins from your life so you can get a fresh start with God. John clinched his witness with this. I watched the spirit like a dove flying down out of the sky, making himself at home in him. I repeat, I know nothing about him except this. The one who authorized me to baptize with water told me, the one on whom you see the spirit come down and stay, this one will baptize with the Holy Spirit. That's exactly what I saw happen. And I'm telling you, there's no question about it. This is the son of God. Praise God. The caption, come see for yourselves. The next day, John was back at his post with two disciples who were watching. He looked up, saw Jesus walking nearby and said, here he is, God's Passover lamb. The two disciples heard him and went after Jesus. Jesus looked over his shoulder and said to them, what are you after? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He replied, come along and see for yourselves. They came, saw where he was living and ended up staying with him for the day. It was late afternoon when this happened. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had John's witness and followed Jesus. The first thing he did after finding where Jesus lived was find his own brother, Simon, telling him, we have found the Messiah, that is Christ. He immediately led him to Jesus. Jesus took one look up and said, you are John's son, Simon. From now on, your name is Cephas, or Peter, which means rock. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. When he got there, he ran across Philip and said, come, follow me. Philip's hometown was Bethsaida, the same as Andrew and Peter. Philip went and found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote of in the law, the one preached by the prophets. It's Jesus, Joseph's son, the one from Nazareth. Nathanael said, Nazareth? You've got to be kidding me. But Philip said, come. See for yourself. When Jesus saw him coming, he said, there's a real Israelite, 
not a food, not a false bone in his body. Nathaniel said, where did you get that idea? You don't know me. Jesus answered, one day, long before Philip called you here, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus said, you've become a believer simply because I say, I saw you one day sitting under the fig tree. You haven't seen anything yet. Before this is over, you are going to see heaven open and God's angel descending to the son of man and ascending again. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word in our hearts in Jesus' name. Right now, I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible. Am I logged on? Bible reading plan. Praise God. Praise the Lord. <coughs> wow. So you become a believer simply because I told you I saw you on the picture. Praise be unto God. So we move over to the Old Testament. And we're now in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 18. Um, I want to say a big thank you to every one of you for joining in every morning <clears throat> and um, participating in this beautiful segment. Um, from verse 1, David organized his forces. He appointed captains of thousands and captains of hundreds. Then David deployed his troops a third under Joab, a third under Abishai, son of Zeruiah, Joab's brother, and a third under Itai, the Gittite. The king then announced, I'm marching with you. They said, no, you mustn't march with us. If we are forced to retreat, the enemy won't give it a second thought. And if half of us die, they won't do so either. But you are worth 10,000 of us. It will be better for us if you stay in the city and help from there. If you say so, said the king, I'll do what you think is best. And so he stood beside the city gate as the whole army marched out in hundreds and by thousands. And the king ordered Joab and Abishai and Itai, deal gently for my sake with the young man, Absalom. Whole army heard what the king commanded and three captains, and the three captains regarding Absalom. The army took the field to meet Israel. It turned out that the battle was joined in the forest of Ephraim. The army of Israel was beaten badly there that day by David's men. A terrific slaughter. 20,000 men. They was dazed and confused, fighting all over the place. The forest claimed more lives than that day than the sword. Absalom ran into David's men, but was out in front of them, riding his mule. When the mule ran under the branches of the huge, huge oak tree, and was left dangling between heaven and earth, the mule running right out from under him. A solitary soldier saw him and reported it to Joab. I just saw Absalom hanging from an oak tree. Joab said to the man, who told, who told him? If you saw him, why didn't you kill him then and there? But I've rewarded you with 10 pieces of silver and a fancy gift. The man told you, even if I had a chance at a thousand pieces of silver, I wouldn't have laid a hand on the king's son. We all heard the king command, you and Abishai and Itai, for my sake, protect the young man Absalom. Why I would be risking my life for nothing is hidden from the king. And you would have just stood there. <laughs> Verse 14, Joab said, I can't waste my time with you. He then grabbed three knives and stabbed Absalom in the heart while he was still alive in the tree. By then, Absalom was surrounded by 10 of Joab's armor bearers. They hacked away at him and killed him. Joab then blew the ram's horn trumpets, calling off the army in its pursuit of Israel. They took Absalom, dumped him into a huge pit in the forest, and piled an immense mound of rocks over him. Meanwhile, the, the whole army of Israel was in fights, each man making his own way home. 
while I like Absalom had erected. <clears throat> Verse 16 again. Joab then blew the ram's horn trumpets, calling off the army of army in its pursuit of Israel. It took Absalom, dumped him into a huge pit in the forest, and piled an immense mound of rocks over him. Meanwhile, the whole army of Israel was in flight, each man making his own way home. While alive, Absalom had erected for himself a pillar in the valley of the king, because he said, I have no son to carry on my name. He inscribed the pillar with his own name. To this day, it is called the Absalom Memorial. Verse 19, Ahimaaz, Zadok's son, said, let me run to the king and bring him the good news that God has delivered him from his enemies. But Joab said, you are not the one to deliver the good news today. Some other day, maybe, but it is not good news today. This was because the king's son was dead. Then Joab ordered a Cushite, you go, tell the king what you've seen. Yes, sir, said the Cushite, and ran off. Ahimaaz, son of Zadok, kept at it, begging Joab, what does it matter? Let me run too, following the Cushite. Joab said, why all this? Run, run. You will get no thanks for it, I can tell you. I don't care, let me run. Okay, said Joab, run. So Ahimaaz ran, taking the lower valley road, and passed the Cushite. David was sitting between the two gates. The sentry had gone up to the top of the gate on the wall and looked around. He saw a solitary runner. The sentry called down and told the king. The king said, if he's alone, it must be good news. As the runner came closer, the sentry saw another runner and called down to the gate. Another runner all by himself. And the king said, this also must be good news. And the sentry said, I can see the first man now. He runs like Ahimaaz, son of Zadok. He's a good man, said the king. He's bringing good news for sure. Then Ahimaaz called out and said to the king, peace. And he bowed deeply before the king, his face to the ground. Blessed be your God. He has handed over the men who rebelled against my master, the king. The king asked, but is the young man Absalom all right? Ahimaaz said, I saw a huge ruckus just as Joab was sending me off but I don't know what it is about. The king said, step aside and stand over here. So he stepped aside. And the Cushites arrived and said, good news, my master and the king. God has given victory today over all those who rebelled against you. But said the king, is the young man Absalom all right? And the Cushite replied, would that, would, that, would that all of the enemies of my master, the king, and all who maliciously rose against you end up like that young man okay i'll read that again would that all of the enemies of my master the king and all who maliciously rose against you end up like that young man the king was stunned heartbroken he went up to the room over the gate and wept as he wept he cried out oh my son absalom my dear dear son absalom why not me rather than you my death and not yours oh absalom my dear dear son hmm. Chapter, we'll move over to chapter 19. The caption, David's grief for Absalom. That's when Joab was told that David was weeping and lamenting over Absalom. The day's victory turned into a day of mourning as word passed through the army. David is grieving over his son. The army struggled back to the city that they demoralized, dragging their tails, and the king held his face in his hands and lamented loudly. Oh, my son, Absalom. Absalom, my dear, dear son. But in private, Joab rebuked the king. Now you've done it. Knock the wind out of your loyal servants who have just saved your life to say nothing of the lives of your sons and daughters, wives and concubines. What is this? Loving those who hate you and hating those who love you? Your actions give a clear message. Officers and soldiers mean nothing to you. You know that if Absalom were alive right now, would all be dead? Would that make you happy? Get, get a hold of yourself. Get out there and put some heart into your servants. I swear to God that if you don't go to them, they will desert. Not a soldier will be left here in by nightfall. And that will be the worst thing that has happened yet. So the king came out and took his place at the city gates. Soon everyone knew, oh, look, the king has come out to receive us. 
and his whole army came and presented it, itself to the king. But the Israelites had fled to the field of battle, had fled the field of battle and gone home. Verse 9. Meanwhile, the whole populace was now complaining of its leaders. Wasn't it the king who saved us time and again from all from our enemies and rescued us from the Philistines? And now he has had to flee the country on account of Absalom. And now this Absalom, whom we made king, is dead in battle. So what are you waiting for? Why don't you bring the king back? When David heard what has been said, he sent word to Zadok and Abiathar the priest, ask the elders of Judah, why are you so laggard in bringing the king back home? You are my brothers. You are my own flesh and blood. So why are you the last ones to bring the king back home? And tell Amasa, you too are my flesh and blood. As God is my witness, I'm making you the permanent commander of the army in place of Joab. <laughs> he captured the hearts of everyone in Judah. They were unanimous in sending for the king. Come back, you and all your servants. So the king returned. He arrived at the Jordan, just as Judah reached Gilgal on their way to welcome the king and escorts him across the Jordan. Even Shimei, son of Gerah, the Benjaminite from Bahurim, hurried down to join the men of Judah so he could welcome the king, a thousand Benjaminites with him. And Ziba, Saul's steward, with his 15 sons and 20 servants, waded across the Jordan to meet the king and brought his entourage across, doing whatever they could to make the king comfortable. Verse 18, Shimei, son of Gera, bowed deeply in homage to the king as soon as he was across the Jordan and said, don't think badly of me. Verse 18 again. Shimei, son of Gera, bowed deeply in homage to the king as soon as he was across the Jordan and said, don't think badly of me, my master. Overlook my irresponsible outbursts on the day my master, the king, left Jerusalem. Don't hold it against me. I know I sinned, but look at me now. The first of all, the tribe of Joseph, to come down and welcome back my master, the king. Abishai, son of Zerah, interrupted. Enough of this. Shouldn't we kill him outright? Why he, why he cursed God's anointing? But David said, what is it with you sons of Zerah? Why do you insist on being so contentious? Nobody is going to be killed today. I am again king of Israel. And the king turned to Shemai. You are not going to die. And the king gave him his word. Next, Mephibosheth, grandson of Saul, arrived from Jerusalem to welcome the king. He hadn't combed his hair or trimmed his beard or washed his clothes from the day the king left until the day he returned safe and sound. The king said, And why didn't you come with me, Mephibosheth? My master, the king, he said. My servant betrayed me. I told him to saddle my donkey so I could ride it and go with the king. For as you know, I am lame. And then he lied to you about me. But my master, the king, has been like one of God's angels. He knew what was right and did it. Wasn't everyone in my father's house doomed? But you took me in and gave me a place at your table. What more could I ever expect or ask? That is enough, said the king. Say no more. Here's my decision. You and Ziba divide the property between you. Mephibosheth said, Oh, let him have it all. All I care about is that my master, the king, is home and safe and sound. Verse 31. Basilai the Gileadites had come down from Rogelim across the Jordan with the king to give him a good send-off. Basilai was a very old man, 80 years old. He had supplied the king's needs all the while he was in Mahanaim since he was very wealthy. Join me in Jerusalem, the king said to Basilai. Let me take care of you. But Basilai declined the offer. How long do you think I would leave if I went with the king to Jerusalem? I'm 80 years old and not much good anymore to anyone. Can't taste food, can't hear music, so why add to the burdens of my master, the king? I'll just go a little way across the Jordan with the king. Why would the king need to make a great thing of that? Let me go back and die in my whole hometown and be buried with my father and mother. Or my servant, Kim Ham, here, let him go with you in my place, but treat him well. The king said, That's settled. Kim Ham goes with me and I'll treat him well. If you think of anything else, I'll do that for you too. 
the army crossed the Jordan for the king's stay. King kissed and blessed Basilai, who then returned home. Then the king, Kimham, with him, crossed over at Gilgal. The whole army of Judah and half the army of Israel processed with the king. The, king, the men of Israel came to the king and said, Why have our brothers, the men of Judah, taken over as if they owned the king, escorting the king and his family and close associates across the Jordan? The men of Judah retorted, because the king is related to us, that is why. Why make a scene? You don't see us getting treated special because of it, do you? The men of Israel shot back. We have ten shares in the king to your one. Besides, we are the firstborn. So why are we having to play second fiddle? It is our idea to bring him back. But the men of Judah took a harder line than the men of Israel. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Thank you once again, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. And I hand over to you, Brother Martins, to take us through the affirmation and the communion. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother John. Thank you, Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. I'm taking our permission this morning. We start our permission by taking our names. My name is my name first. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name and consider according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name first, my love pronounce one more. In knowledge and all judgments, hallelujah. At this time, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their minds as we take our permission. Three, please unmute your minds. One, two, I daily acknowledge every good thing which is in me in Christ Jesus. So we go over to the communion segment at this time. Praise the Lord. So I receive of the Lord. That is also I deliver unto you the Lord Jesus, same night in which he was betrayed to bread. And when he had given thanks, he prayed it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Please do your remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for bread, the body of Christ, which is broken. It was broken for us. As we break this bread this day, we affirm our sonship of you. We affirm that Jesus is Lord of our life. We affirm that eternal life is ours now. Thank you, Lord God. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, go ahead and pray the bread and eat it. Praise the Lord. After the same manner, also we took the cup 
Then he had stopped saying, this cup in the New Testament in my blood. This day he has stopped as he drank it in remembrance of me. But as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you can show the Lord's death till he comes. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. So when we eat this bread and drink this cup, we can show the Lord's death till he comes. Father, as we go forth this day, we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus, we are good on every side. We are graced on every side. The lines are falling onto us in peace and pieces. We have what you say we have. We can do what you say we can do. That same spirit that is Jesus from the dead is above us. We give you all the praise, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the Hello, Brother Martins, we can't hear you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for the cup of the new covenant that is sealed with the blood of Jesus. As often as we take it, you said that we should do it in remembrance of you. And even now, we affirm that all the victory that we got by the shedding of the blood of Christ, we enjoy today and always in the name of the Lord Jesus. Please take the cup. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, reading the the passages about um, David and, and Absalom, there's just a lot to learn. You know, yesterday when we were reading and I saw that David was fleeing. And um, I don't know how many of you realized that David never lost the battle all his life. And it was a fulfillment to the word of God spoken concerning him. You know, and the Bible says that the only battle he, the, that Israel lost in his lifetime was the battle that David didn't go. And that was the same battle, that was the same time when he fell into the sin of Bathsheba, you know, when he murdered Uriah and all of that, because he was not at the right place at the right time. Um, um, the thing is, when, when we are not where we should be, we get tempted to do things that we're not supposed to do because we were not even supposed to be in that place at, the right, at that time. You know, and then when, when David rose to flee, um, I don't know what, what came to your mind. Why was he fleeing? Is there anybody who would like to answer? A very quick one. We have just a few minutes to round off. Does anyone want to answer? Please raise your hand. Why was David fleeing? Why was David fleeing? Praise God. Hallelujah. Good morning, ma'am. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Well, um, I think that because it had to do with family, it could not be said that the father was rising up against his son. So he had to flee the scene um, of the war so he wouldn't get entangled with, you know, having that against him that the father killed the son. Mm. Mm. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Any other person read me wanted to say something? Any other person who wants to answer? Okay. Um, okay, Queen, Queen Yuji, please go ahead. I'll meet from your end. Thank you so much, Ma. Um, I, 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 I think that the reason why he didn't he, he fled was because remember when we read um, when um, he when he sinned against God after killing Uriah, the prophet Nathan gave him a prophecy concerning um, for the reason for for what he did. So I guess that was the reason why. And if you, if you recall, um, he mentioned when one of his his men said to him that he should give them the go ahead to go ahead and uh, kill Absalom. He reminded them that it is possible that it is God's hand trying mm. to stop him or to kill mm. him. Yes, mm. thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've both thrown two different lights to it, and you're both correct because, um, you know, um, Absalom was his son, and then the people who went with Absalom to were a part of Israel. 
Israel wasn't supposed to rise against Israel. So this is one family that the son is tearing apart, you know, and he comes home to say what I think it was two days ago I was saying it and I'm, I was saying that never find yourself fighting those who are of the same household with you because irrespective of our differences, irrespective of our disagreements, irrespective of misunderstanding, we are one family. The devil is not within, he's without. Yes, there are times when he infiltrates within with his people, but we must be sensitive, you know, to know that those of us who are of the household cannot be turned against one another. You see, um, David had to flee, not because he could not fight and he could not win, because he was hoping that if he left, shade it is the city you want, shade the throne you want, it's no problem. Have it, let me go. As long as you have it and everybody's fine and everybody's in peace, I think we'll all be okay. But you see, they now had to fight when it was said that Ahitophel had given this counsel and then, you know, um, um, the, the king's um, um, friend also had given another counsel. But at the end of the day, they were coming to battle and David had to rise with his men to even confront at all because if he didn't, that means those with him were going to be dead. You know, and if you notice, basically after they had dealt with Absalom, that is Joab, after they had killed Absalom, it was said that Joab called the army to retreat. So for him, they understood that we cannot be fighting each other. It's just the case of two leaders in this place who have gone wild and, you know, Absalom has turned against the actual leader and misleading other people, you know, so... It, it, it shows a lot, it tells us a lot. And uh, as I, one of the relationships I enjoy in this story is the relationship between Joab and David. I know they've had their, their hard times and their arguments, but I love the relationship that they have. I love the loyalty that Job had towards David. And you know how Joab is able to talk to the king, even though the king is his leader. And how David, even as a leader, is able to listen to Joab, who is a follower. You know, it just tells me that beyond the king and um, follower relationship, Joab was David's friend. And Joab could talk to the king and the king could listen. There's just so much to learn. You lead people, be there. Just be a leader who just gives instructions and disappear how are they doing how are things with their family you know be a friend who is there be a friend who supports be a friend who looks out for them you know and there's just so much in the bible every day we study the bible there's just one lesson or the other to learn that we can you know imitate and then we can also see things that god doesn't like for us to avoid you know it's 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 just been a beautiful journey it's really we are we're daily inspired by the word i'm super excited to be doing this with every one of you here we've come to the end of today's devotion and i want to say thank you to all of our co-hosts for always blessing us with rich investment of the spirit as God has blessed them with. And I want to say thank you to every one of you for joining on a daily basis. We meet again tomorrow. And until then, stay in the atmosphere of miracles and return with testimonies. At this point, let's omit as we share the benediction and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and mercy will us all the people who dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Jerry, brethren. The word of God. Hallelujah. Good day. Amen.